Yes, this is the Finnish football show. Hi, I'm Mark Wiltshire from Explore Finland radio show, joined again by Mark from FC Suomi and Rich from Escape to Suomi. Um, Rich, this is a, a special one, I think. Let's start with that question. What shirt are you wearing? I am wearing the 2018 Ruisku third jersey, uh, sponsored by a Finnish football website called at Escape to Suomi. Uh, they play in the fifth division in Helsinki. Okay. They've had a pretty good start to the season. And uh, this is the kit that uh, Finland have decided to rip off for their new away shirt. So uh, I thought I'd uh, wear it with pride, even though the badge has fallen off. So. Beauty. I, I'm not one of these people like your good self that, that has a, a wide range of football shirts in my wardrobe. But I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Uh, is, um, we, we are making them available to buy. You are? Okay. Then everyone yeah. should check out escapetosuomi.com to find out when they're coming available, I guess. Yes. Yes. They'll be on this wow, weekend. We started the pimping and we're only about a minute and a half into the show. We haven't even said hello to Mark yet. Mark, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Hello. Good to see you. Thanks, uh, thanks to those that joined us live on YouTube. I, I saw we had one person waiting and yeah, already we've got someone there. Alex, he says... That is a beautiful top, Rich, though we did get spanked by a Russian team earlier this week. So I guess that's one of your players who's uh, uh, perhaps needs to uh, pull his socks up a bit by the sound of things. No, no, no. The, the Russian team are cheats. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it started. The World Cup starts in a week and already the, the <laughs> bants has started. Um, apologies to those that, were, uh, that are watching live. Um, we were a little bit late because... Both of Rich's laptops decided to reboot themselves and install updates just as we were about to go live. So uh, we had a bit of a panic. We're back. We're here. And only 10 minutes later than we were than we were planning. This is uh, Finnish football show. Played. So we'll focus probably mostly on that today. Discussing the, the positives and negatives among the, uh, the 12 Vekas Liga teams. Uh, we're recording this on the 7th of June, 2018. It's in between two games for the Finnish national team, the Hukajat, the Eagle Owls. So we'll talk about the game against Romania earlier this week and uh, look forward to the game on Saturday 9th, a couple of days' time against Belarus. Um, uh, but I think we'll start with some uh, recent news. Earlier this week. And, and, uh, Mark, on. knowing you, you probably got some news that broke just a few minutes ago. We'll get to that in just a minute. Um, as always, those watching and, and listening to the podcast, we want your input. So if you're watching live, you'll notice that Alex has uh, already made some comments there on the right-hand side of the screen. Add your comments, your questions, um, and we'll try and answer them as we go along. Podcast listeners use social media to get in touch with us. Our Twitter handles, Mark is uh, at FC Suomi. Rich is at Escape to Suomi, and I'm at Explore Finland. Uh, or you'll also find us in the uh, Finnish Football Show Facebook group. Just ask to join. We'll let you in. And to be honest, I'm more active on Facebook than, than Twitter, so you'll find me somewhere in there. And I will do my very best to get this podcast out in the next couple of days, uh, hopefully before the weekend. Rich, no noisy biscuits, no F-bombs, if you can possibly help it. Let's get I've on got my pink. Pink wafers for later. 
Yeah, but nice. how much later? We'll we'll be talking for about an hour. Let's see if he can get through an hour without without crunching. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should have a little. Hey, if you're if you're watching this live, why don't you uh, have a little have a little guess at how many what how many minutes into the show Rich will get stuck into those biscuits? There's no. Matt, we're five minutes in already. Okay, recent news, Mark. We in the last episode we were previewing the Sawman Cup final. We were it was around about the time that the the quarterfinals had just been played and the semi-finals were over and the final on the 12th of May was Hoyikor versus FC Inter. Give us a bit of a, a an update. Uh well, it was so it's the first silverware of the uh, of the season and uh it was a pretty dire affair um for as as the cup final tends to be uh in in, in finland it was a one nil win for um for inter which was i i suppose kind of what they deserved they they, they have this um temporary manager was temporary at the time um pacaretta is his name i think if i remember that right uh they parked the bus tried to tried to frustrate and uh, contain hoyiko as much as they could and then i think it was about 80 odd 80 odd minutes, they hit one counter attack where Timo Furuholm went through uh, one on one, smashed the shot straight at the keeper, and the rebound fell to Miko Kuningas, um, who put it into a, a pretty empty net. Uh, Hoyiko looked pretty disjointed, even though they were at home. They had literally all the advantages. That, that was it was as well just when they'd started to kind of get into some momentum in the league. Um, but I, I, again, you know. Oh, Hoyiko in a final turned up and sort of they they asked some questions, but they weren't really that like sort of decisive or or, or dangerous um, on the day. They probably should have won. They were probably the best team. They had a lot of the ball. They did create some chances, but I think Turku were well worth their um, well worth the, the the cup final win. And they're also, I think, if I'm right, the first team to qualify for the Europa League in two thousand. 1920 is that how it works uh yeah 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 so it was a it, it was a it was a pretty turgid affair um but the, i mean you got to give your give you give credit to, to to inter because it was a fundamentally like an away game they've started the season like in horrendous form so they're not like uh, pull, pulling up any trees and uh, they managed to turn over a pretty dominant hoyer call okay and rich there was a rather strange news story that you mentioned. Um, we know that the the Finnish FA, the Pallolito, um, has has tried to clamp down on football fans' over exuberance and the use of flares and and you know clapping loudly and things like that. So, uh, what happened recently? Uh, basically, the Pallolito, as organisers of the Swarman Cup final, um, Hoika hosted it, but the Pallolito or the organisers. Uh, and because the Hoiko fans set off flares at the start of the game, the Palolita had no choice but to fine themselves 1,000 euros um, for breaking their own rules. Um, they actually did the same thing last year when flare, uh, flares went off at Saniocchi in the cup final there. So as organisers of the fixture, they're liable. Um, Hoiko, in this case, will find uh, 1,700 euros for breaking the rules, but Palolito have put a thousand euros seemingly in their Christmas party fund 
Um, it, it's quite high. I suppose it's a high-profile game, um, but norm, you know, they, they're normally dishing out fines of anywhere between three hundred and seven hundred euros for league games. But uh, yeah, this it's a bit of a farce, really. If they find themselves, it moves from one pot into another. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's Finland. Talking of farce, it brings me on quite nicely to the goings on at Astigor recently, who have appointed another manager, which means that they've also fired another manager. Um, I, 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 <laughs> at the start of the season, after one or two so-so results, uh, Rich started the uh, the uh, Kautinen campaign, uh, <laughs> K out. Oh, then, uh, which yeah, I, I had a little hand in the uh, in in the creation of, but you started it really early, and I I, I was just keeping my Asukor hat on, thinking, come on, not yet. But you you seem kind of prescient in these in these things, Rich. You you called it last year a couple of times quite early. I don't know where you get your intel from. Um, from what I, I haven't seen many games this year, um, but from what I understand, it's been pretty. Uh, I take Mark's word from earlier. Turgid stuff for the for the Kloppit to watch this year. Not really creating very much. Not making, um, not making many chances, and and not winning many games. And that's that's shown by the fact that they're currently sitting tenth in the table out of out of twelve. So, Kaltonen is out um, to be replaced by Alexi. Eremenko, which I think is um, giving people some optimism. Me personally, I kind of think it's a bit embarrassing to be going through your interview in with your, if you include Simo, it's like the fourth or fifth permanent manager in about 15 months. Now, no, none of it really fills me with great conf confidence or optimism anymore. I just wait to see if, if anything changes. But um is it too early to start thinking that the Oma Asper Stadion might be cursed? <laughs> by us. Well, I don't think it's necessarily by us, but, you know, it was two years ago that, that Asikor moved there, and the end of that season was so-so. Last season was underwhelming, and this season has been poor. That, that, that to me is a is a downwards downwards trajectory. So uh, anyway, maybe maybe a new manager coming in will turn the fortunes around. Uh, I think so far we've had a one-one draw and a four-nil defeat. So it's not an it's not a quick fix. That's for that's for sure. It's a hard problem. You'd say, I mean, it, it, it's it's a really strange thing because you like at the back you've got guys like Joel Mero still there. Is that right? Danny mm -hmm. Hataka still there. Jarko mm -hmm. Horme still there. He's a pretty experienced fella. So you should have enough um, fortitude, but you guys leak goals like I mean, it's 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 all the problems. You leak goals like crazy, and I don't know what happened to Vahid Hambo when he went to to Brighton. I don't know if if his injury was like one of those ones that's just just knacked him, but uh, he doesn't look like the kind of guy who can who can get you like ten, fifteen goals a season. And I don't know where I, like I, you anybody that scored goals for Asiko has been sold. So it, I I don't know really where um like where the goals are going to come from. Billy Irons sort of last year when he came in, so it hit the ground running really, didn't he? He picked up where he left off with Kemi, but this year and and I know from the the few games I've seen, 
there seems to be just a disjointed between the midfield and the forward. He's not getting the chances uh, half the time under Calton and he seemed to be trying to do it himself in the way that um, Alan Shearer used to go out wide, cross the ball and suddenly <laughs> realised that why isn't Alan Shearer on the end of the ball? Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a quality player, but again, the service was lacking and I think we've joked about it, I have several times, about the recruitment policy of, of the club. And, you know, you look at Hambo, you know, was it three years ago when he signed for Inter and everyone was calling him the Finnish Latin? Yep. Um, he started the season off, I think he was averaging about a goal a game, went to Brighton and got injured and didn't do much else. Um, yeah. And yet there just seems to be a combination of the, and, and this isn't just limited to Asikor, the, the foreign players from nowhere that obviously have, agents somewhere um and now Eremenko who's got form for digging up these players from well again the arse end of nowhere um you know and that's not to say that he's got a family of players who he could bring over who is that desperate uh not that Alexei Eremenko Jr did particularly well from last year but um whether he's I mean his name's been mentioned around it was his last job in Kazakhstan or Azerbaijan or uh, one of yeah. The stands. yeah, one of the stands, yeah. Yeah, and um, to come back into a club with uh, certainly top three ambitions in Finland, I I don't know. It's, I, I know it, they're in a tight spot. But... As, as well, wasn't his last job in Finland to take Yaro down? Because um, Yaro... I don't know. I think he'd been sacked. A few years ago. I yeah, think it was, he'd been... He, he might have been sacked. Mm. Still, that was the old that was the old panic button thing, wasn't it? I think, um, yeah, they they were goading VPS who sacked their boss. They tweeted a picture of a panic button. Uh, VPS's new manager yeah. came in, <laughs> him up and then, um, Yarrow went down. So uh, egg on face. <laughs> the way yeah. to do it. Someone, someone whose uh, whose time in Finnish football seems to go. From strength to strength is is one of your boys, Rich. Maybe maybe remind. I think we we talked about this briefly at the in, in maybe in the previous episode uh, about Paul Fahi, who who moved from uh, from the UK to play for your for your team there, Roy School. What what's been uh, what's been going on there? Um, well, Paul, uh, for those who didn't hear, was a um, an English. Well, he still is English footballer who played for Evesham United in, I believe, it was the Northern Premier Division, which I think is the the, the, the seventh tier of English football. This uh, is last semi professional, you know, working a day job and, and playing football in, in as part timer. Yeah, the, um, and last year on holiday, he met a Finnish girl in Ibiza. Uh, they struck up a relationship, uh, and at, I think it was about February or March this year, he decided that he was going to move to Finland to be with her. Um, we left his. Well, well, oh, you! Yeah. I've managed not not yet, um, but um, he yeah he moved to Finland. I uh, spoke to a couple of people at Eversham through some of my non-league people friends I know, um, and. When he moved to Finland, he started training a little bit with Ruisku, uh, based in Helsinki. So just to get him sort of used to, to playing football and everything. And funny enough, a club that I used to still have some links to, Atletico Malmi, they had a pre-season tournament, uh, their Mossa Cup 
Paul had a little trial with them, uh, impressed, signed a contract. They're in the third division or fourth tier in Helsinki, so two above Ruisku. And he's, uh, I think he played his fourth game from this week. So, uh, yeah, he's doing well. Uh, they've got an English manager. They're, uh, they're doing quite well. He's getting game time and uh, working hard in his day job as well. He's in the uh, hospitality industry. But I think uh, it's one of these uh, stories that it, it did get a little bit of traction in, in Finland. I know a couple of the journos were asking about it. I don't know if it got in any of the papers. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, nice and, and hopefully he, he does well in Finland. If they both continue their current trajectories, then he could well be playing for Asiko in Ukkonen next year. <laughs> <laughs> He's too good for them. <laughs> <laughs> he will be soon. Um, and one of one of a bit of news before we we get into the uh, into the meat of the Vakehouse Liga. I just thought I'd remind those that are listening about the upcoming Under Nineteen European Championships, which are taking place here in uh, in Seinäjoki and Vaasa. So. There's one and three quarters brand new stadiums there for these young young players to to play in, and um, teams like England and um, obviously Finland and Turkey and Portugal and some France and some big big countries coming coming over. So I'm I'm going to be writing a little something about that for um, for visit Saniyoki quite soon, and these you two Herberts need to give me a, a few of your tips for that off off air out, outside the pod um and then i might even quote your name if you give me something good sounds good yep uh, it's, it's starting in the in the middle of july running for about 10 days or so and one person sitting very close to me me is going on holiday just as the competition kicks off <laughs> so um i won't be reporting i i will get to i will get to one or two games but not easy to get out and watch a lot of football two days before you're taking the family of six on holiday so um i'll do my best sorry everyone so you've got Uh, nice 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 few groups in there the groups were drawn this um last week and the schedule was announced this week um it works there's some nice little fixtures in there um in both stadium or both stadia uh, the finals in Saniyoki as well, so that should be good. Yeah, so if you're near, if you're nearby, make sure you uh, you get yourself over here and, uh, and and check it out. I'm sure the tickets are not going to be super expensive. You've got two two nice stadiums with about six thousand capacity, so um, they can get a few get a few people in there with the with the right ticket prices, I guess. Okay, let's move on to Vakehouse Liga. So we're about a third of the way in. The table is is taking taking shape. Um, so let's let's pick over some of the some of the main points. I guess there's a lot of it is, is teams taking up similar kind of positions to where they to where they finished last year. Hoyiko have already <laughs> already got a ten point lead at the top of the table after after just thirteen games. Um, What about what about firstly talking about some of the uh, of the more impressive goal scoring feats that we that we've seen so far? Well, Rasmus Karjalan is doing incredibly well, and he looks like he looks he's very enjoyable to watch. I really, I really like I really like watching him. He's a young kid, 
Uh, it was at Kemi, I think, last year. He's mm. at Coops this year. Uh, he's banging goals in from you know pretty much everywhere. So he's not like there was a bit when before Purusori went to um, uh, Belarus to the Belarusian league. He, I think, he'd started to knock in a bunch of goals, but they were all roughly the same sort of thing. They, they were all dependent roughly on his on his pace, so they were they were like decent tap ins at the end of uh, like at the end of a good run. But the uh, Rasmus Karjalainen scoring goals like from everywhere. So like, yeah, both feet, head, cross and distance, close range, beating players, and um, he was obviously rewarded with a call up to the to the national team, which is which is good to see. Um, but he's looked really good, and he's been a really like he's been one of the reasons Coops has been, I think, uh, so impressive at the start of the season. He's a young young lad as well, twenty twenty two. Two, I think, yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. What about Klaus at Hoyigor? What he he's kind of currently topping the goal scoring. He's got 11, 11 goals from thirteen games, and Kari Lannan's got ten from eleven. So hmm. goals per game, they're they're pretty pretty close. They are. Klaus looks like like he's probably about a step, half a step ahead of everybody else uh, in the league. He looks like he might do. Um, yeah, he might do twenty, thirty goals this season if he get if he keeps getting the service that he's getting for Hoyiko, and they look pretty pretty settled already. It's uh, it's quite after the couple of years that we had with Asiko mixing it up and Maria Ham. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of sad to to be thirteen games in and watch watch um, Hoyiko build a ten point lead. Where did Klaus come come from? He's Brazilian. He's on loan from Hoffenheim. Okay. So um, I don't know in the way that when they had Morelos, they had him on loan from uh, Medellin in Colombia. But this guy, I don't know if they've got any sort of uh, right to buy at the end of the loan because he's here for the season. But um, I mean, that was the deal with Morelos. Basically, they bought him for, I think, just under half a million and sold him for double that. Um, but Klaus, yeah, he's come in with a just as good a goal scoring record. And I guess the only sort of, barometer we'll really see now is how they do in the champions league um that's yeah i mean the the that tournament um hoyko started in the second quarter oh, they've changed it haven't they but yeah they, they start yeah. in the early rounds anyway but um so the draw for that will probably be in the next three or four weeks um and uh, as usual hoyko always state at the beginning of the season they their sort of aim or ambition is to get into one of the group stages of one of the tournaments, be it the Champions League or the Europa League. Um, and if Klaus is scoring and they get a favourable draw, who knows? But yeah, as Mark said, it's a shame because Rop started so well. They had yeah. they won their first five games. I don't think they conceded in their first six. And yet since then, they've really tailed off. Um, you know, they, they've, they're relying on a lot of young players and uh, loanees and their boss, who was the manager of Clubby 04 last season. Uh, obviously, he's got access to a, a wide range of players on loan, but uh, I mean, they hit the ground running and all of a sudden it's kind of right. It's uh, sort of time to time to bed in. I mean, they're still third, but yeah, after the start they had, I think it's, um, it's a shame. I think they've only won one in six or seven now. Yeah. Like in the last six or seven games, and it's it's uh it's kind of sad. It's got it, it, it is good to see uh, Antti Okkonen's back, like on his feet. He's playing week in week out now, which is which is good. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shame because because it did look like for a minute like um they could actually sort of 
challenge. You know what I mean? Um, Alex, Alex on the on the chat there. Chris, Krista, first of all, has said Forza Hoyek or ha ha ha. So he's he's clearly showing <laughs> his colours there. But Alex has asked who have been the standout players for Rops at the start of the season. Uh, well, Lap Lapalainen, um, yeah. he was on loan. He's on loan from Hoyko. He's um, he's fantastic, sort of central midfielder. He's, he's scored a couple of good goals. He's very quick, and I think Hoyko will be looking to take him back um, and and play him regularly from the start of next season. Um, I mean, he's he's the main one to be honest. Yeah, he's he's only nineteen. Uh, as well, they've got another kid, a Brazilian kid called uh, what's his name, Moraes, Moraes, Moraes. I think he's also he's also a centre mid, but um, he's quite quite cultured and good in the ball. He can generally control the, the tempo of the game. I, I, I like the look of him. He's kind of a kind of a classy guy. But it's it's. I mean, the big question is is if they're going to be able to kind of keep it up because I don't think they have anybody that's really. They don't have somebody like Cardiel Lennon who's going to who you can hang your hat on for like a 10, 20 goals. And well, I've heard rumours that because um, Alexander Koko is back in Finland um, training with Rops at the moment, uh, the, uh, there's no talk that he's signed anything, but he was their top scorer a couple of years ago and yeah. he'd be a natural signing, I suppose. I mean, he's uh, the ultimate poacher. I think the season he was top scorer, I think m the vast majority of his goals came in about four games. He scored three or four, <laughs> hat three or four hat tricks. And uh, not a lot else, but he's um, he's involved in the Emmy anyway. Um, they they signed Tay Taiwo at the yeah. start of the season, which you know for them is is a great signing. He seems happy to be there. Um, very experienced. He did well at Hoyko and obviously played a lot for uh, Marseille mainly, but Milan teams like that. But um, you know he's ha having that old head there is good because they, they do have a lot of youngsters at the moment. Yeah, yeah Krista actually says Taiwo's been good, so um, you you covered that too. Hats off to him as well for going up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what 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 about we we mentioned earlier that the World Cup is coming up? Any any players from the Vegas Liga representing, or, or any players representing the Vegas Liga at the World Cup? Um, sort of. Um, Coops signed Abdallah El Said on loan from Al Hali. Um, the Egyptian club, and he sort of he, he was linked with a move to their closest rivals, Zamalek, and decided that rather than play for their nearest rivals, he'll go to Corpio. And he played uh, seven or eight times for Cups because uh, he wanted match fitness ahead of the World Cup. Yeah. He was virtually a dead surf to be named in the squad. Um, but he came in, he was class above, really, really good player. Um, and when he was playing with Petteri Penanen in the Cups midfield, they looked really dangerous. Um, you'd think that they'd signed Ronaldo from Cups reaction. Um, they certainly did go overboard. And the fact that he's um, apparently Mohamed Salah's best mate, which seems to get, I think it's their version of clickbait on their Twitter and Facebook. It's every every article seems to have Mo Salah's name in it. Um, but um, no, he did well. He's um, yeah, quality player, and he's been named in the Egypt squad. So um, I guess I'm not sure if technically does that make him the first Vakaus Liga or ex Vakaus Liga player to play in a World Cup squad. I guess for this World Cup, it's the closest that we're that we're going to well, get. There is 
There is a Finnish um, physio for the Iran team, Mikko Kujela, who's, um, yeah, he's, I think he was at the last World Cup as well. But uh, yeah, he's in Russia already settling in. Okay, we've got, we've got some, I, I think, some, some praise here. And then I'm not sure I can agree with this. Andreas says, finally, a new episode. So he's looking forward to it, but he's complaining that we're not prolific enough, which is probably true. And then he says, Forza Vepsu, which I'm not sure I can, I can go along with. Um, where, where, what, what can we say for Andreas about, about Valsa this year so far? Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> well, there you go. That's good on, good on you. Good on you, son. Seventh out of 12 at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think the, so I think the thing is, at least the, so the bottom rungs of the, the Vekos thing are already taken up. Um, I, stranger things have happened. You know, like, uh, I think Lahti a couple of seasons ago, to, uh, into, into a couple of seasons ago, they, they managed to sort of sneak up into a, into a Europa League place in the last... Uh, five to six, five, five to five to ten games. So I think if if they hover around mid table as they definitely will for the for the remainder of the season, they might be able to stick together a, a good run. But there's there's not a, a great deal to get excited about there, except for the fact that like it'll be roughly Kemi, Kemi, and uh, Asiko fighting it out at the minute for for staying in the league. So I think. Be happy with what you've got. <laughs> it's funny because they signed um, Douglas. I'm not going to pronounce uh, Kai. Kai. Kai yeah. um, is a Brazilian centre forward. Um, a Tim Vickery mentioned on Twitter that he, he described him as jobbing, which <laughs> I guess in from from free Englishman is a journeyman or something like that. But uh, he rocked up in Vasa and in pre-season he was scoring loads um, in the group stage of the Cup. He did. He was banging them in. I think he's only got a couple in the league, um, but they've got someone there who who knows where the back of the net is. And and again, like a lot, like most of the issues are, it's just about connecting with that forward. But um, there there's some quality there anyway. And and you know, I've got a lot of time for Seba Strandval. Like you know, you know, I've got a lot of time for that guy. So so yeah, good good on is he you. Top score is he? Yeah, I think he's got a five this year, which is which is unusual for him. He's usually relatively like, um, yeah, quiet, quiet on the on the goal front. But someone else has been in around. Hmm. <laughs> and um, obviously, there were two two teams left Vakehouse Liga last year. Two teams came up. Very mixed mixed fortunes so far. Uh, Tepes Torku are sitting right at the bottom of the table with. Seven points uh, from eleven games, and but Honka uh, started quite steady, mid mid table, level with Vepsu, but, but I guess slightly better goal difference. So they're sitting in sixth place at the moment. Um, any surprises among that for you, Mark? I, I, no, I don't think so. I think Honka Honka have got like a, um, they went they left the Vekas Liga through administration when was four five years ago now. So they got they got dropped down to the I think third or fourth tier, and they, it was they went out of business, didn't they? And they took their academy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's a it's a that's a, I mean that's a funny thing because they they managed to survive based on their academy team placing, and then they just put stuck all of their basic like all of the stuff that didn't go to the bankruptcy went back into the academy team that then climbed the league with uh, with the the 
legitimately, let's say. But they have like top top training facilities, good stadium, decent crowds, uh, good youth system. So it's it's in a sense not that surprising that they're they're back up. They uh, they should have beat Hoyiko about two weeks ago. I went I went to see the I think Hoyiko Mosh Mosa. They were two one up with about eight minutes to go against Hoyiko in in Helsinki, and then Mosa hit the uh, thunderbolt to to equalize. And I think it was a like a, a tap in for the for the for the winner in the, in like the last minute, but. Uh, I'm not surprised that um, that Honkar are where they are. Um, probably sad to say that I'm also not surprised to say that DPS are where they are. They haven't really got, uh, they haven't brought anybody in like of of any real note or merit, and they don't have a lot going for them. Hey, Alex has asked a question here for either either of you. Um, he said thoughts on Dallavalle. What can only be described as hardly surprising career move. But seriously, anything on what he's like or what happened? He was a very promising youth player, or was he? I think he's he's the relative epitome of of what's wrong with, let's say, the academy approach to 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 harvesting talent. Uh, Liverpool thought they'd found a player. Um, they put him in the academy, wrote tons of articles, the Finnish press, and went went absolutely nuts about him. He got called up. He got called up for the Finland squad, and he said. No, I'm going to wait and see if Italy come knocking. Hmm. And that was when was that? That would have been he's twenty. He was, I think he's twenty six now. So that would have been about seven, eight years ago. Um, then he got sent out from Liverpool, like jobbing on 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 loans, and really struggled with the physicality. Struggled to gain, let's say, sharpness. Struggled to handle with handle the sort of professionalism. Then after Liverpool and the loan stints didn't work, he had I think a season or two in England, and then he went. He hit like Cyprus and Slovakia and a bunch of other places. It's really sad. It's like a really sad story. But the Freddie Adu circuit, uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, he scored his first goal in three years this week. I saw it on the BBC News, playing yeah. Las Vegas Dust Storm or whatever they called over there. Sponsored by a cannabis company. Um, that's right. The, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but Della Valley, he's yeah, he's retiring to be a photographer. Um, I think his last sort of decent spell in England, he was at Crewe, and he did okay. You know, scored scored a few goals. Um, and his last club he was at was um, uh, Zemun or so in Serbia, and he yes, left there last. Something. Cases. Lots of Zs. And um, yeah, he left there last November, and and I suppose it's what six seven months. He's if he's not into it, why why hang around? Uh, by the sounds of it, or by the looks of his portfolio on his website, he's uh, he's been doing a lot of weddings anyway. And uh, I'm not sure if that's his significant other that seems to be his main muse or model, but uh, it, there is a very attractive woman who he seems to take a lot of photos of as well. Have a look. That's what photographers do, I guess. Yeah. Um. Hey, I just wanted to say that, that we've got three three guys in the in the chat here, Krista, Alex, and uh, Andreas, and we don't always have a lot of people uh, commenting or interacting with us. So I think when they do, it makes a big difference. So thanks, guys. Keep keep going. Um, and if anyone's watching this, uh, watching the replay of this, I guess, or listening to the podcast, um, 
we'd love to have you here for the next live show. Maybe we should be a little bit more active on trying to get people <laughs> watching the live show. So next time we come along, we'll uh, we'll do a bit more promotion. But thanks for your for your input so far. Um, how about if we move on to talk about Pukuyat, the national team? Oh, actually, sorry, just one, just one question, uh, one comment before we do that. Sorry, Mark, you were just winding up to, to let go. Um, we, when we talk about um, the football here and, and that, the Vakas Liga, for example, um, is there somewhere that people listening or watching on YouTube can, you know, can go and get a, a weekly or a regular kind of watch, watch some highlights or, or something? Is, is, it, is there something on YouTube? Is there, or do you have to have a subscription service? Just thinking that we, we talk a lot about this and we talk about players and how they play and maybe there's something else that we, where we could direct them. Uh, well, the highlights for Vakas Liga are on the Ilta Salamat website. Um, to be fair, uh, Google Translate, it's fairly well signposted. Um, the highlights are free. They're uh, they're pretty good quality footage as well. There's um, there's commentary. Um, to be honest, it's moved on a lot in the last two or three years. It's it's prof I sort of call it professionalised because when I first started doing. Escape to Swami in 2012, most of the clubs were putting their highlights on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and now it's part of a centralized TV deal. It's on Ilta Salamat and, and Rutu, which is one of the main sort of TV providers. Um, and it's good. Um, Ule did, I don't think they do it anymore up until last season, like a, a conference sort of German style coverage mm. where. Um, they go around the grounds and every, I think they did maybe one every five, six weeks or so. But um, that was um, that that was good when they did that. I, I noticed one of the comments says about ISTVs, geo-blocked. Um, it is geo-blocked for the live footage, but the, um, the, highlights. Hi the highlights in the news story are free and they're not geo-blocked. So um, after the games, anyway, they're good. Okay, so maybe what, what I'll do is I'll put um, I'll put a link to that in the uh, in the show notes. So when we when we publish the podcast, it's it's on the um, Explore Finland podcast website, and I'll include a link in there. Um, we're coming on to let's move on to Hukuyat, and I might ask a similar question about the national team coming up a little bit a little bit later. Um, there are some questions coming in about Hukuyat, but first of all, Mark, maybe you can give an overview of, of what's been going on in the last month or so, and particularly the games in the last week. Yeah, so Finland lost 2-0 uh, to Romania two days ago. Uh, that was a pretty, pre pretty drab affair. It's a bit of an experimental squad, it's got to be said. I think there's uh, some big names that um, that weren't there. So Puki wasn't involved, Hamalainen wasn't called up, Arayuri. Jensen, um, Ring, but it wasn't called up. So there was there was there was a fair few kind of big hitters that have been playing relatively regularly in the last, let's say, eight game unbeaten streak uh, that Kanarov has been on. So they weren't involved, and he, he sort of turned to a couple of like Do Henry Dovermaki got called up, um, Rasmus. Gardialan got called up, but both of those guys made their debut, and then there was a, a fair amount of like. Let's say inexperienced or, or players that haven't been playing a lot. Like Sauli Weisenan is obviously he's a great player, but or a great defender. But I think he's only played like six or seven times this year. 
same is same is true for for Marcus Halsey that was named in the squad. Um, so it was a it was it was a squad that's not, um, you know, not pretty experimental, like I said, and it it had a lot of uh, let's say it needed a bunch of guys that needed hours and playing time to get themselves quite sharp, and you could sort of tell that in in Romania because they picked a, a squad that was predominantly based from the Romanian league, so it was guys that were playing week in week out in in Romania and they didn't have a great deal of quality um but they did have a pretty strong work ethic pretty good organization Cosman Contras their their boss and he's brought a, a relatively decent approach like a disciplined approach to to how they play and um they dominated the game roughly from start to finish which was um which was kind of difficult to watch after sort of eight games without without losing and getting your hopes up, and then bring it like before the game. Sadiq got Barrett Sadiq got called back up. He'd scored, I think, twenty goals in thirty games in Cyprus. Cardi Lannan scored ten and eleven. Simon Scrab has scored, I think, three in his last four or three in the last month in in um, Norrköping in Sweden. So there was a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Um, but uh, on the night. Romania pressed, uh, closed the ball down a lot quicker. Uh, we didn't really adapt tactics, um, and we looked we looked like a light touch pretty much all over the pitch, which was pretty pretty sad. Coming coming up on on um, Saturday this week is a home game against Belarus. Any what are your what are your thoughts? What do you anticipate? Well, I mean, so Belarus are. At, or about a level or two below where Romania are. I think Romania are ranked something like 32nd and um, Belarus are somewhere in the 80s or 90s. So so they're, uh, they struggled to a, to a 1-1 draw at home to Hungary. Um, I think that was also Tuesday, Monday night, Tuesday night, something like that. Um, so they're not going to pose that much of a threat. They don't have a great deal of, sort of star power. They don't have a lot of um, attack and intent. They're predominantly built on uh, fighting and on uh, set pieces, so I think I think for the Belarus game, given that we're at home and that we had a bit of a, a dodgy turn, we might we might see a bit. I hope I hope that we'll see a bit of a reaction from the from the squad from the team. Um, who's asking this? Andreas is saying um, he any any uh, gossip on where Glenn Kamara is going next season? He should be in the starting eleven for the Hukayat. In his in Glenn's in Andreas's opinion, yeah, uh, he should be. He, sh- uh, he 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 came on, and then two minutes later, he got he got sort of done for the for the second goal. Although there was a lot of people standing and ball watching, which so it wasn't specifically his fault. There was a bunch of other stuff, but he did do a lot more uh, with the ball than Thomas Lamb had done in the previous hour. So he's 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 getting stronger. You can tell that, and he's getting more confident mm-hmm. as to where he's going to go. Um, my money would be on somewhere like Rangers. I think they, I think, I think they're sniffing around, but, but Celtic. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, that's so. Yeah, I mean, either or. But he's, he's. I think he won Player of the Year in Dundee. Hmm. Um. So, uh, yeah, there's a there's not a short queue for 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 picking him up next year. Uh, he he was he was a Dundee player. He wasn't there on loan, was he? No, no, he, he, no was, he was at Dundee after he left Arsenal. Um, so this was his first, I mean, this was his first real full scene, season of senior football. Um, when he was at Arsenal, he had some loan spells at 
South End and, and teams like that. But um, he only played one sort of first team game for Arsenal and mm. looked. I mean, and bear in mind, this was probably three years ago. He looked out of his depth physically, anyway. Mm. Um, but now he's gone to to Dundee and yeah, it was from what I saw, which wasn't very much. But um, no, it was fantastic. Yeah, I like him. I like, and, he, and he's getting he's getting bigger. He's getting bulkier, like on the ball. Um, and I just, yeah, it's nice to see. Chris has made some comment about football manager. I'm not bringing fantasy football and football manager games into this. So uh, <laughs> jolly good if he played well for you in your team. There, Chris, we'll we'll move on with the with the real world. It's difficult enough keeping track of what's going on in the real world for me. So. Um, we're talk, talking about the 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 Hulkiat, and let's talk about an, the ex one of the former managers of the national team, Miksu Patelainen. Um Now the manager of Latvia, and he seems to be having a better time of it there than he had for the the Finnish team. Yeah, he's done well, hasn't he? Um, two games. Tell people what he's done. Well, um, yeah, so he got hired as manager of Latvia because he was um, sacked from his club in Thailand. In April, um, and yeah, walked straight back in. I mean, he's he's very very well regarded in managerial circles as a sort of tactician and and knows knows his stuff. Obviously, perhaps he hasn't shown that um, really, but um, he got the Latvia job. And in his first game last weekend, they beat Estonia in the Baltic Cup. Uh, this week, they drew with Lithuania, but only. That Lithuania scored a late goal. So um, and that's his first trophy as a manager since he got Cowden Beef promoted from the Scottish third division in 2006. Um, he There was an interview of him on the Latvia website, which was in English, which is on SoundCloud. I, I did put a link to it on Twitter, I think. Mm. Um, and his brilliant sort of Scottish accent. But um, I mean, he's he clearly gone there. You know, he's he's got a point to prove. I think... Uh, his last few jobs haven't gone particularly well, and um, yeah, he's, he's going somewhere where, I mean, this is a t- Latvia. Bear in mind, they have qualified for European Championships in recent-ish memory, um, and it go. You know, he's going there with a point to prove, and and I think you know he. I thought he might end up as a sort of coach at Asik or someone like that. I think uh, mm. you know, as a, but um, no a fair play this season. Well, yeah. Um, well, I thought he'd do it after Tommy got sacked, but they're best mates, aren't they? Um, but um, but yeah, so he's done well at Latvia and early doors, but yeah, fair play to him. Um, one of you also mentioned the uh, under seven, the the Finnish national team under seventeen uh, girls who qualified for the for their World Cup competition. Yeah, they. Um, they qualified for the finals, which were in Lithuania, by beating France um, sort of at the start of the year. It was one of these, um, bear in mind, these underage tournaments have about four group stages before you qualify for a final. And um, they qualified by beating France. Um, in the finals in, in Lithuania, they uh, they lost to Germany, but they beat Lithuania and then they beat the Netherlands in their third game, which got them through to the semi-finals. Uh, they lost 2 0 to Spain, who were the eventual winners. But the way that these tournaments work, they work as qualifiers for that year's World Cup. And in this case, it was the top three 
So normally a third place playoff or bronze medal match means very little. It's uh, you know admin or or something. But this one, the they played England and the winner qualified for the World Cup in Uruguay, and um, Finland won. They beat England. Um, it's I can't remember a Finnish team going to a World Cup who didn't host it. Um, under, the under twenty ones back in two thousand yeah. and you know when Sparv and Young Sparv and those guys that was two thousand and seven. That was the Euros. Can't remember. But um, oh yeah, Euros. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So that's being played in Uruguay in November or December. Um, and yeah, I mean, fair play to them. I mean, it, it got to the point where, I mean, yeah, this is we're cheering on. Yeah, but you know, Finland in in women's football are perhaps at a slightly higher level relatively than the men and um you know it's been a, a couple of tournaments that they've missed now the senior women and um i think any experience of, of doing well in a tournament you know can only bode well for these young heroes and um yeah and i think they've got a decent draw in, in the finals they've got um uruguay ghana and new zealand in their group when does so, it take place right? um, it's yeah november or december in uh, okay. in uruguay all right, I'll, I'll try and find a link to a little bit more news about that and yeah, include that. So, um, that'll be a fantastic experience for them. We, our viewing figures just jumped up, and look who it is. Henry Huck Hakamaki. Oh, I forgot about Yeah, exactly. Long, long lost Huck, who I haven't, I haven't heard from for a little while, um, who is busy studying very hard over in Germany. So good to have you with us, Huck. Welcome, welcome. Guten Abend. So, so bloody multilingual. This is so <laughs> education, this show. Um, and <laughs> Alex asked the greatest ever Latvian player. This is the Finnish football show. You, you want the Latvian football show for that kind of, that kind of content. Oh, ours was Latvian. I did actually reply to that by text off the top of my head as well. So, um, and, and, I, and with my Arsenal hat on, uh, Igor Stepanov's name, no, he, was, he was the worst one. He was pretty, he was pretty dire. He was their manager. We talked uh, a little bit at the start of the show uh, about the, the new... The, in the last episode, we were a bit dismissive about the, the he new Finnish home kit um, and the Mother Teresa... Uh, <laughs> as it, as we dubbed it, or somebody dubbed it, and but we're a bit more, we're a bit happier, or a bit more interested in the in the new away kit. And uh, as you said at the start of the show, it's very similar to the one that you're that you're modelling now. So if anyone hasn't seen it, um, I'll again put a picture of that in the uh, in the show notes, so you can have a look what we're what we're talking about. I I quite like it anyway. It's it's had a very mixed reaction. Um, I think from. Um the sort of social media, Instagram, Facebook and stuff, it, it looks like a very big split. Um, a lot of people are saying it's, you know, it's too dark because they're, they're used to just the standard Finnish blue, aren't they? It's it's normally uh, an absolute reverse of the, the home shirt just in, in blue instead. But, um, I mean, th this is what football kit manufacturers do. I mean, I admitly this, yeah, it's a template and, and that, but... Um, you know, you can be bold or bolder with an away shirt. And, and to be honest, there's a lot more interest in it than there had been about any other away shirt. 
mm. most other home shirts, to be honest. Um, and I'll tell you what, I know he's a very handsome man, but Tim Sparve looked sexy in it the other day. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> now, now you've just pushed the, the Finnish Football Show 20 to the explicit category with that. Yes. Oh, for goodness sake, let's let's move on. Um, yeah. <laughs> Keep your shirt on, for goodness sake, man. Um, Mark, earlier you talked about one or two of the Finnish national players that were banging in goals uh, for their club sides overseas. Um, so maybe we can come to the next section about some of these Finnish players playing overseas. There's a few medal winners and a, and a few relegations and things like that to uh, to share. Yeah, so the domestic season in most of the European leagues is is done and dusted um, and most of them have been sorted out and I think probably speaking, Lucas Rodeski has probably had the best um, the best go of it. He, they won, Frankfurt won the, um, the German Cup final against Bayern Munich, which is pretty impressive. I think they won 3-1 won and that was as that was a, it. Was a I, I love, but I, I loved. The, it's the first time I've actually enjoyed VAR, mm -hmm. the, uh, the the video ref, because it was um it was well it was well administrated, um, but yeah yeah that was his send off basically from Frankfurt. He's been there three years. When he turned up, uh, one of the one of the first things he did was he played in the in the uh, relegation playoffs to keep them in the Bundesliga, in which he had an absolute storming game, um, and like literally single handedly kept them in the league. So. From then on, they just climbed the table. I think they finished seventh and sixth. They've become an actual, an actual sort of force in the Bundesliga, and they went to the cup final last year. And now he's he's been rewarded at the end of this season with a with a German Cup winners' medal and a contract. And he's moved on to Bayer Leverkusen, who will be able to offer him, I think, Europa League football next year. Roughly, do they have a qualifier for the Champions League? I think it's at least Europa League football. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, Beyond that, Puki uh, and Arayuri won the Danish Cup, um, but they got pipped to the Danish title by Midtjylland, and that was so. That's where Tim Sparv and Marcus Halsty also picked up medals. They also had Kane Kairinen. Kairinen, he mm -hmm. plays there in Midtjylland, but I think I, I don't know if he gets. I'd imagine he got a medal. He did, yeah. But I think, I think he only played something like three games. He was out on loan. Yeah, he was out. Yeah, he was out on at the start of the season. Kasper Hamelainen won the is the first foreign player to win four consecutive Polish league titles. Uh, and as Ligia Warsaw won the league, and in the Liga One, uh, Petteri Forsell, who went back from Sweden to Mieds Legnicia, uh, they won their league and they're promoted. They'll be so he'll be playing in the Polish top flight next season. And I think that's pretty much it oh dude that's not bad is it there's a few there's a few yeah. and a few few bits and pieces there yeah and they're all i mean in in, in pretty much with the exception of kyrinen and halsty they're all pretty much week in week out as so they're all relatively well uh like established in their in in their teams so that was pretty good i think for the, for the rel who got relegated Joanna Toivio got relegated from the polish top flight and um, Rupi Riski, who we haven't seen a lot of in a while, he took he picked a move to the Austrian Premier League or the Austrian uh, Bundesliga, I think it's called. 
and uh, for St. Paulton, and they got they got relegated. And I think he'd only scored four four in twenty or twenty five twenty five games. So he's had a tough time of it over there. He's missing Billy Irons as much as Billy Irons is missing him at, at Ashley. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what this situation is after um, after the relegation, but I think if uh, they could, Asiako could do a lot worse than picking up Ropey Riski again. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people saying they could do a lot worse than than enticing Simo Valakari to come back and and stepping back in time a couple of years. Yeah. Well, he's doing well in Norway, isn't he? He's got um, yeah. Rob, Rob Taylor out there with him. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, was it Tromso? Tromso yeah, yeah. I think Taylor scored as well on his debut. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he's he's doing well abroad as well. Hmm. And I think that kind of brings us to the end of this Finnish football show. We really should do this more often, boys. It's it's always always good fun. At least it is for us. And we've had a few <laughs> people watching from beginning to end today, which is always a, a treat. Um, Let's see any any comments at the end there before I before I wrap up. Um, Krista says Radetzky isn't banging in the goals, but he's doing well. Well, did I? Say, I, I might have misspoken and said Radetzky's uh, banging in the goals. I'm not he's sure. If you, I'm not sure. If you, I didn't hear that. Otherwise, he's, I'd have, I'd have keeping him out. He's, he's keeping them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Huck says that Velpe needs to come back to Vakaus Liga. He's a stud in that league, but his time in Austria was really sad. <laughs> Very homoerotic Finnish football show today. <laughs> he did. Uh, he did. He got a haircut, so you know he, uh-huh. he grew up. You know what I mean? Like he's, uh, you know, source of all his powers. <laughs> Alex, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read that out on air because that is a that is a banned substance, not just on the Finnish football show. If people want to know what I'm talking about, they have to check out the uh, the chat alongside the video on YouTube. Um, and Andrea, and, and to continue the uh, the homoerotic theme, Andrea says yes more often, please. <laughs> mm. I, I, th- I think we should leave it there, don't you? <laughs> That's what she said. Thanks, thanks to you, you uh, guys for interacting with us. It's uh, it's good. To, uh, okay, Andrea says Ashley are doing just fine. Right, I'm moving away from the text. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Keep keep your keep your thoughts to yourselves. Two hands on the keyboard, fella. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Finnish Football Show. We will try and get another episode out before two months has elapsed, but no promises. Um, just a little reminder of where you can find our, our shows. So FC Swarmy has regular reports on hooky players from around the world. Um, and the most recent article there is a a review of the Romania game. Um, I will add a add a link on the in the show notes so you can you can go back and find that. Um, escape to saw me. dot com. Uh, Rich, your most recent article is you hawking some of your old football. Uh, How's that gone? Um, yeah, I've flogged a load. Um, it's amazing how sort of popular some of them were. Um, but yeah, now unfortunately been busy doing um, other podcasts. Um, I'm happy to plug that if you want. Oh, you go on. Give it. Tell everyone yep. what you've got going on. Um, well, um, I, I don't tend to bombard the ETS Twitter feed with it, but um, I do a podcast about '80s movies called the Betamax Video Club. Uh, next week's episode is all about the 1982 and 1986 World Cup documentary films, which were narrated by Sean Connery and Michael Caine. Oh, that's nice. Why don't you? 
Uh, uh, hold on, you can't send me a link to something that's going to happen next week, I suppose. Uh -huh. But when when you have the link available, <laughs> send send it to me, and I'll add it into the into yeah. the notes as well. I've got a, yeah, good, nice little uh, thing down on there, and uh, I did my first recording in a proper studio a couple of weeks ago. Went up to uh, Absolute Radio in Central London, did one there. So uh, can you tell us who you were talking to? Um, Claire Sturgis was one of the DJs there, um, and uh, we talked about this is Spinal Tap. Uh, and we've got a couple of mentions in for Hanoi Rocks as well. So uh, if you're a fan of them, hopefully, uh, yeah, something for you there as well. Jolly good. Uh, so uh, find that on all the usual podcast player apps, I guess. Mm -hmm. Betamax Movie Club. Um, my work on Explore Finland podcast has been quite slow lately. I don't know. I've been moving house. That's my, that's my excuse. I've moved house for the third time in in 24 months so um we're having a a little little get together very soon to celebrate that and that will be the last housewarming party i intend to have for at least well three years let's say who knows um i'm not moving anywhere i'm staying here in sanioki um but i have been writing some blogs recently uh for visit sanioki.fi um, and I mentioned before, there'll be an article coming out about the under-19s uh, European Championship. So keep your, keep your eyes uh, open for that one as well. I'll be sharing that all over, all over social media. Hey, one, one more question, Mark, and I, I should have asked this a little bit before. I asked about where people can watch Vakehouse League of Football. What about the Finnish national team? Has it all gone behind uh, into sort of paid... Um, yeah, so I mean, the current so Vakehouse TV's got it's got a decent selection of um, of programs, both uh, like highlights and um, and uh, both highlights and commentary and like um, um, like punditry that kind of stuff. And uh, but but yeah, the the official carrier for the uh, for the Finn national team games, at least in Finland, is uh, Via Via Play Via Sport Seymour. I'm not sure who owns. It. I think it's Seymour is the is the parent company and then via the via play app and then the via 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 Yalkapalo is usually the, the channel that they put it on okay. out here but uh Vakehouse tv does does a pretty decent one the ilta sanomat uh website also hosts the if you've if you've got the finnish skills for it uh palo kerho and palo kerho is a pretty good um pretty entertaining show but no nowhere to really watch highlights of the of the national team at the moment, because it's behind, it's on a subscription service. I think in so it, uh, in Finland, uh, Veikkaus TV, you don't need money to sign up. Like you just give them the. I think you have to be over eighteen, and then I think you can sign up, and then you can get the highlights. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll add. I just thought it might be good to to sort of share that with with people as they're watching, just to uh, give them an idea where they might be able to see some of this some of this stuff. Um, um, European qualifiers are on. Because they're sold centrally by UEFA, they're if you're in the UK, they're normally on Sky Sports, but um, not the friendlies. So I don't know. I think the Nations League are going to be on. They're not a UEFA done thing, so they're going to be on uh, via Sat, via Play in really? Finland anyway. Well, if anyone wants to share their, their via Sat uh, account with me, we'll take that offline. I know it's very, very illegal. I mean, no, certainly don't condone it, but you know. But, but we know. <laughs> but we know it goes on. Let's How say. do you think I get Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Enough of that. Before we we get ourselves 
taken away by the uh, by the old bill. Um, remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Search for my name, Mark Wiltshire, or search for Finnish Football Show. I'll get this podcast out in a day or two, so you can listen to this old nonsense again. Thanks one more time to those watching live. Thanks to you, Mark. Thank you. And to you, Rich. Kitos. And we'll see you again in a few weeks' time, or maybe a couple of months. Take care. Bye-bye.